the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwelladulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Today I want to talk about cliches and best friends and all of that. But before I get started, before I go to that, rather, I want to talk about a couple of different things. From time to time, I mention my personal online dating experiences, and I'll do that right now. I, there was a woman that reached out to me that described herself as, quote unquote, solo poly. Now, I came across profiles all the time from women that described themselves as poly, which is short for polyamorous, which is basically someone that has multiple relationships with multiple people. Like we've gone over this before, so there's no need to go back over that. But this was the first time that I'd ever heard someone referring to themselves as solo poly. And after a quick Google search, basically someone that's solo poly is someone that doesn't want a relationship at all. So solo poly is a woman's way of saying that they just want to kick it with somebody, basically. Sex without attachment, to break it down even further. See, that's the difference between women and men and why they're better than us. We, as in men, we need better terms to describe what we're looking for. Our terms just make it sound like we're like man whores. If a, if a guy just wants sex, he'll say things like, I just, I'm just trying to kick it. Or I'm just trying to chill or I'm not looking for anything serious. We just have too many words that can be, that can be interpreted in too many ways that that give women ways to misinterpret the meaning. Even though after all these years, no one should be misinterpreting anything. But women can just say, I'm solo poly. That's the cool, that's the coolest way of saying I'm a slut that I've ever heard. And don't get me wrong, this is definitely not me trying to slut shame. I'm all for the sluts. Really, I am. Hey, the more that people are open about their sexuality and not suppressing or repressing that stuff works out better for all of us. But with all of that said, fellas, we we have to do better. So that's the one thing I wanted to mention. The second thing that I want to mention before I get into cliches and best friends is this. And tell me if I'm overreacting because that's what I count on you all for. Because like I said in podcasts, in episodes past, this this show isn't about me being some kind of relationship expert. I am far from that. And the fact that I'm single and 50 speaks to that. But this is about my curiosity when it comes to dating. This show is about my curiosity when it comes to dating. So again, I count on you all to kind of keep me on my square. So with that said, you all tell me if I'm overreacting. My name is Michael. I introduce myself to everyone that I meet as Michael. I always refer to myself as Michael. Not like in that weird third person way, because I try to avoid that. 
you know, but just in general, whenever I'm referring to myself in any kind of context or whatever, I refer to myself as Michael. And the more that I talk about that, when exactly do I refer to myself and I need to, need to mention my name? That is like the exact definition of third person. Anyway, people, many now people in my circle, many people in my circle, but not everyone, but there are many people in my circle that call me Mike. They've been grandfathered in, so they're cool. So to call me Mike, you either need to be in the circle or someone in the circle has to introduce you to me as Mike, and that gets them a pass. But but let me get to the point in all of this. I met a woman online, not the solo poly woman, but some other woman I met her online. Uh, I reached out to her. And she and I have been co- corresponding. Here's the problem. She keeps calling me Mike. I introduce myself as Mike Go. It says Mike Go in my online profile. But she just ignored that and went straight to Mike. Now, obviously, if we just really met, she's not in my circle. And since we just met, she doesn't know anybody in my circle that would have introduced her to me as Mike. So why is she calling me Mike? This offends me. And the only reason that I'm acting, I'm asking if I'm overreacting, honestly, is because she's kind of fine. The fellas probably guessed it. Ladies, you might not have, but you might have as well. But yeah, that's the thing. Because let's be real, if she was just, I, well, she was just, I, I might not have reached out to her in the first place, but if she was just, I, I wouldn't be asking you all if I'm overreacting. I just would have cut off communication with her over that. Uh, I've done less. So don't judge me. Well, I guess since I asked for your opinion, I guess you can judge me. So feel free to judge me on that. But because I'm a man and like most men, the more attractive a woman is, the more that I can let slide. In this case, having some stranger call me Mike after I introduce myself as Michael. So I can let that slide, even if it does kind of go against certain principles that I have. And in this case, again, the principle is the principle of calling me out of my name. Now, with all of that said, I can hear some of you saying, why don't you just tell her that that's not your name and tell her to stop calling you Mike. Instead, tell her that you prefer to be called Michael. That's a fair thought, but that'll make me seem anal, which I probably am. I'm sure a lot of my friends would actually say that I am. But at this stage of the relationship, us just having met and all of that, that might seem overly anal to her, which, you know, that's something that I don't want to really give off just yet. And it's not like I'm trying to hide something because I don't really see myself as anal. Anyway, hadn't figured out how to handle that. It's funny because she called me Mike and I responded, her name is Tiffany. So I started calling her Tiff, thinking that that would like turn on the light bulb and be like, hmm, I don't like Tiff, especially considering my age. Tiff sounds like a little kid. But I thought while I thought it would be annoying to her, she didn't react at all. 
So as you can tell by my wasting time to talk about this, I'm still trying to work through this and trying to determine how I should handle it, if I will handle it at all. But yeah, you all tell me if I'm off my square on this, if I'm overreacting. I'm sure you probably will. Anyway, so more to come on that. But I will say this. Every single time she calls me Mike, it, it feels like nails on a chalkboard. Anyway, let me get to this best friend and cliche stuff that I was talking about before. People that listen to this podcast regularly, they know how I feel about cliches that people use that don't have any real meaning. Um, two of the biggest ones that I always refer to are when women talk about how they want, want a man to provide and protect. <sighs> I've always, I've already hashed and rehashed those two. So I won't go back through how ridiculous I find those two to be, especially considering that we're not in the 1950s, we're in modern times. And those two things have taken on a meaning that me, along with most men, don't really understand. And women haven't done a great job in explaining what those things actually mean. So it just leads to a whole lot of confusion. I have yet to hear a woman articulate clearly what providing and protecting truly means, considering they have jobs too, we have jobs, and there aren't people just running out behind bushes to attack us. So I really don't understand. But with that said, I said I wouldn't hash and rehash it, even though I just hashed and rehashed it. But the one with those two set aside, the one that I'm hearing a lot, way too much lately, is this whole thing about wanting to find your best friend. And unlike the provider and protector thing, the best friend thing is not gender specific. As a matter of fact, I remember back in the day when um, Nicole, friend of the show, was on one of our Ask a Woman episodes. And when she was on, she made a, she made a point to mention, quite angrily, I might add, how much she hates that phrase. And she hates guys that use that phrase, which speaks to how popular that phrase is amongst men and women, again not being gender specific. But what brought this to my mind wasn't what Nicole said back in the day, because that was so long. And considering as I get older, I can barely remember what happened to me 15 minutes ago. That wasn't it. But I was, I was having a conversation um, with my actual best friend not too long ago. And while we weren't talking about that specifically, actually, we weren't talking about that at all, for that matter. I was thinking about things that we normally talk about. And I was thinking, I never had those types of conversations with a girlfriend or a spouse. Like, for example... I've heard spouses that refer to other men or women as attractive, but they won't usually go as deep as they would with their best friends. And again, that goes both ways. Like, like referring to the last episode of this joint, 
the exceptional side pieces, by the way, if, in case you hadn't heard it yet and you want to go back and listen, please go back and listen. I was looking at Mashunda, Mashunda Swiss Beats ex-wife that he left Alicia Keys for to see what she looked like today. Now, if I'm talking to my best friend, I'm saying, damn, she's fine. And she still is. She's holding up quite well, considering all that's happened to her. But if I'm talking to my spouse, I'm saying she's attractive at the most. If I'm talking to my best friend, I'm saying I would definitely hit if given the opportunity. But if I'm talking to my spouse, I'm saying I'm surprised that she's still single. So you tell me which one is the best friend, the one that you have to watch your words around or the one that you can speak freely around. Another thing, if I don't speak to my best friend for days or weeks or even months, it's no big deal. But if I don't if I don't speak to my spouse for days, weeks or even months, I probably wouldn't continue to have a spouse because she'd probably leave me. Now, I admit that it'd be strange to go to that go that amount of time without speaking to your spouse, but I think you get the point what I'm saying. So I ask again, tell me which one is the best friend, the one that's secure enough in your relationship that you don't have to speak to regularly, or the one that places obligations on you to communicate every single day, multiple times a day even. And that multiple times a day, that's a real thing because I tell you what, I have been in way too many relationships where you're not just obligated to speak to the person every day, but if you don't respond to their message in a certain amount of time, it can lead to drama, which is unlike anything I've ever experienced from my best friend. So again, you tell me which one is the best friend. But it's important to emphasize that you must communicate every day, not necessarily because you want to, because you have because you have to see too many people they think that the best friend is the person that you spend the most time with or the person that you talk to the most and that's not that's not the case you don't have to spend the most time with your best friend and you don't have to talk to your best friend the most me and my best friend we talk when we talk but i i talk to other people more often but still it doesn't make them trump his position but back to the communication for an, for another second. I cannot tell you how many relationships I've been in with women that I really actually liked, that I dreaded talking to from time to time. And it wasn't, again, because I didn't like them, but it was because I just didn't feel like talking to anyone on that day. I could have had a bad day and just wanted to decompress alone, which... I don't think that makes me weird. I think that would be more common than not, at least from people that I speak to. Most people that I know can relate to that. But in those cases, you know, I didn't feel like talking and it led to drama. A true best friend, they will understand that. 
And even when I've been in relationships and I've expressed to that woman that I'm dating that I didn't feel like talking, it, it leads to like an interrogation about what's wrong and why I couldn't possibly want to talk to her. And even when I express that it's not her or anything about her, I just don't want to talk to anyone. It still leads to like 50 questions. Conversely, when my best friend calls me and I don't want to talk, I don't even have to answer the phone. I'll just call him back the next day or a couple days later or whenever, and, and we don't miss a beat. Also, I have plenty of friends. My, my best friend has even more than I have. Actually, he has a lot more than I have. I never cared about that. And I've never detected any jealousy from him about my other friends. Conversely, in my last serious relationship, my ex was jealous of my friends. <laughs> she used to always talk about wanting to be quote unquote my person and how my friends would prevent that because we were all so close. I have tons of other examples, and I really actually do. I just don't want to waste more time just pointing, trying to make my point. But I think, hopefully, that you get my point. And if you think rationally at this age, there's a good chance that you'll meet and date someone that's had friends for like years, if not even decades. And for anyone to think that they can just step in as a best friend after months or even years of dating is ridiculous. Even after marriage, it's, it's not truly reasonable to compare yourself in that way to someone that you've known for 30 years. Again, speaking about people in this age range, the demographic of this show, which I always reference. I understand that you might think that you're having sex with this person, which your best friend isn't doing. Hopefully not, because that would be weird. Or you're married to the person which your best friend hadn't done. That would definitely be weird. But trust me when I say <laughs> that the best friends are doing things that you aren't as well. So I'm mostly talking about the way that true best friends talk the openness that true best friends share with each other, which is something that can't, can't happen really with a spouse. And again, this isn't gender specific because I've been in conversations and I've been listening to married women when they talk to other married women and the things that they say, I know that they never say those things around their husbands or to their husbands. A woman will tell her husband that Idris Elba is fine, but a, but a woman will tell her, her best friend all the things that she do with Idris Elba if given the opportunity. If your spouse is truly your best friend and that's what you're feeling, why wouldn't you share that with him? You know? Why not, why not share what you like to do to Idris's dick with your best friend slash spouse? Again, if your spouse is your best friend, like you claim that you want. And the reason, and the reason that you wouldn't share that message because that would be nuts. You have to cop to it. And because again, your spouse isn't your best friend. 
Now, there's a chance that you might meet someone with no friends, never mind a best friend. And that should make you that should make you worry for other reasons, to be honest. And on that note, I strongly advise anyone to run, not walk, but run if you meet someone with no friends. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience on that one. No good comes from that. But if you choose. If you choose to give that friendless man or friendless woman the shot, then I guess in that case, they technically can be your best friend since they're your only friend. But again, good luck with that. So in closing on this relatively short episode, we need to we need to be more specific about what we want instead of using the same recycled cliches. Unless you unless you don't have real friends, you're not really looking for a best friend because it's not realistic. You will never be able to share with a spouse in a way that you can share with your best friend. And if you do, you're both weird. What you're actually looking for, take it from me, you're looking for a friend, but a friendship that's, that's nuanced. Let's describe it as that. And because you're looking for a different type of nuanced friendship, you, sh- that, you shouldn't confuse that with looking for a best friend. Different or nuanced does not equal best. Like I'm perfectly fine with the fact that my future wife will have relationships outside of ours that I don't understand with her best friend, for example. And for several reasons, I'll never be able to crack the code that my spouse will have with her best friend. And even in relationships that I get in now, it's like to see someone talk to their best friend, their inside jokes and things like that, that they've cultivated over the course of years, if not decades. That's just something that I won't get. That's just something that I'm not even trying to get. We can develop our own little inside baseball material and stuff like that. But that's our thing, which shouldn't be compared with or confused with their thing. And it doesn't make our thing, in my opinion, more important than their thing. You know, the relationship with the best friend. And and why are you even trying to compete? As long as you're getting what you need, then what's the big deal, you know? That's ultimately what it comes down to because if you're kicking it with somebody and let's say you're dating a dude and he's always at the strip club five nights a week with his best friend and he's not spending time with you, then I can understand (laughs) you wanting to trump the best friend. But in most mature relationships, you know, if, a, if, a, if honestly, if a dude is like spending five days a week at the strip club with his best friend, he really doesn't want a relationship. He just wants somebody to have sex with. Maybe he's solo poly. <laughs> See? See what I did there? Yeah. So maybe you should be looking for something else, but not the best friend thing. But anyway, with anybody that I date, anybody that I marry, I accept that I will never be able to crack that code, nor will I, and I am perfectly fine with that. 
We'll have a great marriage and we'll have many exclusive things amongst the two of us. And that's without each other, without being each other's best friends, quote unquote. So let's retire the I'm looking for my best friend phrase. And let's put that in a little box right there with I'm looking for a provider and add to that box. I'm looking for a protector. Let's cover that up and let's just bury that all together and start coming up with new terms, new phrases that are more applicable to the times that we live in, defining relationships how we want to define them and not letting cliches in the past and tradition define our relationships and all of that. Because basically, another thing, another cliche that people talk about is communication. And when you really look at communication, cliches aren't communicating. Actually articulating what those cliches actually mean down to the the breaking them down to the lowest compound. That's what communication is. People talk about, yeah, I want this and I want that. And I want this and I want that. And then when you ask them what it means, it's just like, well, they give you these vague answers because they hadn't even thought about it themselves. It's like, people don't even really know what they want. And back in the day, that was something that Reggie used to rail against all the time, but he used to just talk about it in the context of women as if men were perfect. But Men, women, dog, well, dogs know what they want, but neither men nor women know what they know what they want. And that was one of the things that Nicole was talking about when she was talking about how much she hates when somebody talks about wanting to find their best friend and hating men that would say that to her. It's so cliche. And it has no meaning. I am perfectly fine with having a healthy, productive, strong relationship without being that person's best friend. We have to be friends now, don't get me wrong. But hey, it is what it is. That is all that I have for today. Like always, when I end these things, I wanna thank you all for stopping by. I wanna talk about how much I appreciate you all for stopping by. And whether you download this, which I prefer, or you watch it on YouTube, which is cool too, I just appreciate all, I just appreciate you. I just really do. So with that said, I will pass the mic to Reggie and let him say goodbye to you all. Say goodbye, Reggie. I am amazed at how shy Reggie has become. Reggie who you couldn't shut him up all of a sudden and never wants to talk anymore. Oh, well, so I'll say it for him. Hit my music. Well, the music is already playing. So until next time, which I guess will be Tuesday. Goodbye.